listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. Mark and Neanderthal, uh, yesterday on our Facebook page, we posted the new song from Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah. Which a lot is, of reaction. What's interesting is he's 30 years old and people still call him Wolfie. Which was what his father called him. It was like his pet name. Yeah. And adults, grown ass adults, are still calling Wolfgang Van Halen a thirty oh. year old, six foot, two hundred and fifty pound man, Wolfie. Well, <laughs> you know what? Here's what's surprising a lot of people is I think a lot of people thought when he joined Van Halen as the bass player, right? Yeah, you know, was that ten, twelve years ago, whatever it was? Yeah. But um, they're like, oh, well, he just got the job because he's Eddie Van Halen's son. Certainly, that helped him get the interview. I would that helped so, him yes. get the audition. Yes, yes. Uh, but it gave him an in. But the kid is actually really, and I say kid because he's a kid to me. See, again. Um, <laughs> but he's very talented. He really is. He yeah. plays every single song, every single instrument on this song and sings it also. And, I, you know, in my mind, it's a good song. It, I like it, the, the, the comments online. You know, moving tribute, wonderful tribute, beautiful voice, awesome song. I'm not crying, you're crying. Because it <laughs> well, is pretty moving. Yeah, the video is the video certainly yeah. uh, accents the song significantly. Here's a little piece of it. it, and, it and again, it's not music that I would seek out, but as a 30-year-old kid, he sounds like mm-hmm. the kind of music he was influenced mm-hmm. by. Here you go. It's called Distance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the video is all home movies of him growing up, obviously, with Eddie Van Halen. You know, feeding him a bottle when he's just a baby. Um, you know, helping him crawl along the carpet. It's really it's really pretty fascinating stuff. Him and Valerie Bertinelli coming home from the hospital on the first day. Um, really beautiful stuff. It's it's incredible. Yeah, and, and again, just to reiterate, everything you hear... Is all the one guy. Is yeah. all him. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, he is, it's It's almost like Paul McCartney or Stevie Wonder or one of those guys or, yep. or Steve Winwood. Who, yep. He can play every instrument. He sings it and he also recorded and produced it. So, yeah. And he's and not going to have to share those those royalties because he's number one on iTunes right now. And there, and he's donating all the proceeds to charity, too. Which, which is, is awesome. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah. To, to his dad's favorite charity, which is the Mr. Mr. Holland's, Holland's Opus, Opus yep. which provides instruments to schools uh, for kids who don't have them. And, uh, yeah, it's really, it's really great stuff. The, you know, the, the stuff of him sort of crawling and trying to climb up the guitars when he's, you know, he can barely walk. Yeah. Um, is really cool stuff. Here is, here is the part that, uh, when you see people, uh, commenting about it or you hear people talking about it, uh, it's the end of the song. And this is, uh, you know, and, and it really is, for now, it's the last recorded vocal of, of Eddie Van Halen. The end of the song, right? And then this comes in. <laughs> So happy to have you as my son, man. So proud of you. I love you so much. Call me if you get a chance. I want to hear your voice. Okay? I love you. Bye. That's Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. So that's uh, one thing I started doing was keeping voicemails. Uh, from people that I care about, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a pretty amazing song if you want to check it out. He's also there's another song that has come off the record that's also making its way around. It sounds a lot like uh, the metal band Tool. It has a sort of a Tool feel to it. So it'll be interesting. It'll be one of those. It'll be one of the few new quote unquote new artists that I go out and go. Yep, gotta buy this record. Mark Neanderthal Facebook page has the video yeah. and everything. And you know we're not financially involved in it. It's oh, just no, no, you know it's... everybody's dealing with Eddie Van Halen's death in their own way, and this will this will help you do that so 
these days, you know, everybody's having a little bit of a struggle because we got the uh, the COVID coming back and making a big comeback. And yeah, um, but we do have hope on the horizon with two potential very effective vaccines. Yeah, Pfizer now says their coronavirus vaccine is 95% effective. Moderna says theirs is 94.5% effective. Yeah, and, and the Moderna so one... good, yeah. You know, one of the things, one of the people that we can thank for having this vaccine on the horizon is Dolly Parton, if Believe you can it or believe not. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, a, it's actually a true story. She, it, it was in April. She got right on this. She donated a million dollars to Vanderbilt University specifically for the coronavirus research they were doing. That's where Moderna did some of their trials and things like that. So, Well, if it's one thing we know about Dolly Parton, she is uh, intimately acquainted with medicine. Well, absolutely. <laughs> In fact, you know, she's always been an advocate for good health care. When she Has was she really? a, Yeah, when she was a very young woman, the doctors told her, if you get a bad chest cold, it could be fatal. Yeah, yeah. So, so she made sure that it was yes, always warm, yes, that that yes. chest was warm and yes. well insulated. Always had plenty of Vicks VapoRub on yeah. hand if necessary. Here's so. the thing. Dolly Parton is awesome in every way. <laughs> no, she I, is. I, I mean, I don't know anybody that has a bad word to say about her. Everybody loves Dolly Parton. You may not love her music. I couldn't tell you four Dolly Parton songs. Well, I don't really care for her music. Well, if you knew, if you knew her music, you'd know that she's been... Talking about vaccines for a very, very long time. Has she really? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, you remember this one, don't you? Uh, I, I don't, really. Oh, yeah. This one? Okay. Yeah. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Please kill coronavirus if you can. You don't remember that one? No, I don't know this one. Oh, no, my no. God. No. Listen, now, if you don't vaccine, know that so <laughs> Vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. <laughs> All right, stop that. If you don't know that song, <laughs> you probably think that's an awful joke. But once you get to know it... You'll realize the, the brilliance of that joke. <laughs> that's right. It really is a good joke. It's actually a really, really good song. If you don't know it, it's sort of one of those songs. It's from 1973, and it's sort right. of bubbled up towards the mainstream in the last few years. But it's a terrific piece of writing by Dolly Parton. Yeah, Dolly Parton is awesome in every way. I mean, everybody knows how great she is. She's adorable. She's all of about five foot nothing yes. and 86 pounds. and. And 75 of those are in her chest. Yeah, well. She, she is, but she's awesome. Yeah. She's just so, and philanthropic to almost to a fault. She gives away millions of dollars and things like this, you know, yeah. donating a million dollars, doing something good for society, for all the things, the bad things we have to say about celebrities. Here's one that didn't do it for the publicity. Yep. yep. She didn't she do it. She, she just was, quietly gave the money and let it happen. She was right at the forefront. And sometimes that's easier for her yep. than yep. others well, she's to at the be five, at the forefront. The five front, the six front, whatever. Yeah. No. then let's do this shall no, we no who are the people in your neighborhood the people that you meet each day it is a big world out there and we're just trying to make it smaller at least once a week we try to introduce you to people in the neighborhood who you've never really officially met but you have to describe them to people who might be visiting or somebody you might be talking to on social media or somebody at work like for example my neighborhood i think i told you there was a new family that moved in about a year ago yeah. down there they bought a house uh, down the street from me they are now going to be known as the mall the mall <clears throat> the mall because for whatever reason there had to be 30 and i'm not exaggerating 30 cars parked in the vicinity of their home they were having some sort of a gathering i don't know what was going on in the backyard i don't know if it was a wedding or a, some sort of a, a christening or whatever it was but they literally had five or six cars parked on their front lawn 
hand in the drive. There were like four in the driveway, two on the front lawn, an SUV over on the side of the house, and then they had the entire street taken up with traffic. So they're now the mall. By the way, so much for the governor's suggestion about small gatherings yeah. not taking place because no there had to be, and I'm not exaggerating, again, 30 cars, at least 100 people hanging out in front of and behind <laughs> their house. It was like a mall. It was like they're all you, smoking uh, on the sidewalk. And You just reminded me of I, We have neighbors across the street. I never thought of this, but every they haven't done it since coronavirus started, I think. Every Sunday they would have like five or six cars there for, I think, a prayer meeting. Something, yeah, you know, but very that makes religious. sense. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I don't know what they it, haven't done that in a while. I don't know what these yeah. people are doing. I, I mean, they're, they're obviously from another country originally. Uh, I don't know, they're Cambodian or Hmong or something mm-hmm. like that. And they do have the occasional ceremony, like a blessing of the house and that stuff. Sure. And it's really cool to watch. Um, but I don't know what the hell they were doing this past week. So they're now yeah. the mall. All right. So if you got one, let us know. 480-470-KSLX. What's yours? We call him Captain Underpants because he walks around in his underwear outside all the time. Um, aren't those the types you call the police about? Does he really yeah. walk around in his underwear or does it just look like underwear? Oh, no. It's his underwear. He goes out to the mail and just walks around like that. Do you have mailboxes in front of each house, or is it one of those cluster boxes, boxes where you yeah. have to walk over yeah, to central. it? Central. Central. Yep, oh. you have to walk over to it. But me and my roommate say, you saw Captain Underpants out there? <laughs> okay. Uh, now, full disclosure, I have been known to scamper out behind my house and throw garbage out into the bucket. Yeah, I'll go around wearing, to the side of the house. Yeah, and, something and, like that. Yeah, yes. But I won't. I would never walk to a community mailbox no. in my underwear. Um, but, of course, I'm. and I, by the way, thank you for not asking boxers briefs. You know, yeah, that, right. Yeah, tidy whities that whole yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, uh, good idea. Today's neighborhood nickname is Tomorrow's Star of the Police Blotter. It could be, yeah. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be, I'd, I'd keep an eye on that. Not, yes. not too close no, an eye, yeah, I was but say, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, have somebody else keep an eye on that exactly. and report back to you because, yes, yuck. But uh, well, that is a weird now, one. Who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. I was talking about that weird thing I got in the mail. You know, my, my wife would always get upset because she started getting stuff from AARP long before I started getting stuff in the mail from And you guys AARP. are the same age, right? Well, she's, you know, trophy wife. She's six months younger. Right, of course. So. Yeah, you're robbing the cradle. Of the <laughs> Scumbag. So she always used to get annoyed about that. But now I, I've got her beat because of this, this cremation thing I got in the mail. It's so weird. How do you know she didn't sign you up for that mailing list? I see. That's the thing. She I'm wants to burn you and put you on the, on the shelf. Does she know something that I don't? That a, do- that a doctor's told her, but she doesn't want to tell me, so I don't panic, right? right yeah. So, um, I, you know, because so I got this thing from the level of distrust, the, the sub- subdued distrust that goes on when something like this happens. I got this thing from the Neptune Society, who claim that they are the most trusted cremation provider in the United States. Because if there's if one thing any- you don't want, it's an untrustworthy cremation provider. <laughs> Yep, I remember. <laughs> I remember the cremation guys. We went in there for a consultation. They gave me an urn, and my and my wife back. I was like, that was a little abrupt. They seemed they earnest. Ups- <laughs> they upsold me a yeah. lot, quick. Uh, it's, that it's, escalated quickly. That's just a weird thing. And it, you know, there's like, call us with any questions. Well, you know, <laughs> how long do you have to preheat the oven for? Right, exactly. my, you know, because yep. mm-hmm. those suckers are big. Yep. I, I actually did get into yep. a little bit of research yesterday on cremation, and we asked some questions about it earlier on middle school. I, I learned that it takes about the length of a football game, an NFL broadcast, a little less than three hours to 
to fully fully bake somebody. <laughs> I wonder if there's one of those little things that used to be in the Purdue chickens that pops, like a little spring that pops when you're done. Are no, you? it's a giant, and I mean giant, egg timer. That's what it is. <laughs> it's funny because as you think of that, as you think of how long it takes to cremate somebody, uh, you think of all those movies like, uh, what was that, Gross Point Blank, where they take the body, where Jeremy Piven and uh, and what's his name, John Cusack, take the body yep. and they wrap it up of the assassin. They take yep. the body, wrap it up yep. and just throw it in the kiln in the, bottle of the, the bottom of the school. Like, nobody's going to notice that. They're like, yeah, yeah, yes. put it there. It'll, be, it'll burn. Don't worry about it. And it's um, it's not a spoiler, but for you folks in Ozark, the crematorium does come into play a few times during the series. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think, I don't know. I mean, I've, haven't, I've had all my pets cremated because I don't know where I'm going to live. Of course. You, know, yeah, you never know where, yeah. your, final, where your, your final resting place will be. So I take all my pets with me. They're all in like little urns and stuff like that. And yeah. They come with me. Same, we have them also, and then we, we, we wind up sprinkling them finally after a few years. Yeah, I don't know what to, I, I don't know what my post-life plan is because it's just me and the dogs. Did you want the number for the, <laughs> <laughs> the Neptune Society? No, I, I, I figure it's just me it'll be someone else's problem <laughs> if i if i plan it right i'll buy i'll get old and get cats and they'll just eat yeah me. i'll At, just feed the, i'll feed the neighborhood yep. cats a different way there you go well as i said yesterday <laughs> i do plan on being cremated just not yet okay then all right hey good morning Hey, guys, it's Tony Smith. I was just curious uh, when the card deadline is for the cards for the troops. Oh, for 10000 for the troops? You know, sometime around December 7th or 8th would be fine. Yeah, and, and, and we appreciate you taking the time out to actually figure this out. We know it's really challenging this year. Uh, are you going to be donating some cards? We are. Our, our kids are going to be excited about doing it, and uh, it's a great effort, and I know it's going to be deeply appreciated. So we're excited about participating again. Yeah, we should mention Tony's a, a school principal, and uh, you also you you've served in the military. You actually, I correct me if I'm wrong, but you spent some time overseas during the holidays, right? I, I did. This is going back to the early '90s now, but I spent a year in Korea, and I actually remember getting some of these cards. And I can remember uh, one specifically. It was a, a couple that was driving around the United States in an RV, and uh, it was just writing about their experiences as they went across the United States. It was a great memory for me. All right, so you can you can vouch that it really makes an impact for somebody who's away from their home over, over you know over the holidays. I, I can absolutely, and I and I can tell you wherever these cards go, uh, the airmen, the Marines, the soldiers that read these, uh, it's going to just really make them probably reflect on a time when they were maybe a kid and around the holidays and uh, the experiences they had, and uh, let them know that what they're doing and where they are in the world, taking care of the United States, is uh, appreciated by everyone. Well, Tony, we really appreciate you checking in. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you forget anything, <laughs> just go to kslx.com. It's all right there, okay? We got it. We're taking care of it, and we're looking forward to it. Ah, very cool, Tony. Thank yeah, you. He, he's, he's a school principal in, in Chandler, and uh, those kids turned in a bunch of cards last year, and we just... I remember him now, yeah. We love the school kid cards because the, the thoughts are so genuine um, sometimes disjointed. Yeah. Sometimes they uh, they they careen 
back and forth between topics, and that makes them so much more enjoyable. But whoever you are, yeah, we, we, we appeal to the American Legion posts because they usually do a bunch of cards, and that's yeah. a fantastic thing, too. And, and I said it to Tony, and I'll, and I'll repeat, repeat it. I know, look, challenging is a, a word that you hear a lot this year. There might not be as many people in your office. Yeah, not, might not be as many people in your schools. You never right. know what's going to happen, yeah. especially with potential shutdowns and things like that coming. So any donations you can make would be great and great. Uh, locations that you can drop them off, they're all listed at kslx.com. Yeah, some quick big thanks. Earnhardt Auto Centers, as always. Law Tigers, Desert Diamond Casino, West Valley. Port of Subs. If you want to know where to drop off cards, kslx.com. It's been, a, it's been a weird year. Um, the weirdness sort of raises its head every day at this time. And a little thing we like to call the Mark and Neanderthal, dumbass of the day. Yeah, for a while, a lot of these people were staying inside. But they've been heading out lately, and Yay. we got the stories. Uh, 36-year-old Ernest McKnight. McKnight, get in here. From Lake Wales, Florida, had a hell of a busy stretch right at the beginning of November. How so? Uh, he was, a, oh, he was a busy dude. This all started on Saturday, November 7th. Ernest came upon a red Hyundai that was idling along the side of the road. Who leaves their car running on the side of the road? I will tell you. A surveyor had left his car running while he was surveying. Survey says... Stolen stupid, car! Stupid thing to do. Good answer, good answer. Good answer, good answer, yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Number one answer! <laughs> Number one answer is don't do that. Yep. Because Ernest hopped in and stole the car. Of course he did. So after laying low for a few days, Ernest kicked it into high gear last Thursday, the 12th. Okay. Around 7 in the Still morning. Still had the car in his possession? Oh, yeah, you bet he did. 12 days is good, yeah. Yep. Uh, well, five days five from when days, he stole me. it. Yeah. So around 7 in the morning, a guy returning home from walking his dog saw Ernest rummaging through his SUV. Know what, know what I mean, Vern? Lock your SUV. Yes, yes. Ernest goes on a crime spree. By the way, there's an SUV in survey. Yes, there is. Just saying. The guy yelled out and Ernest took off in the red Hyundai that he had stolen, you know, four or five days earlier. Sure. Then a few hours later, a homeowner saw Ernest steal a package off of his porch. When he yelled out to Ernest to bring it back, Ernest turned and yelled back, mine now. And he hopped into the red Hyundai. So the guy saw the red Hyundai, license plate and everything. And, uh, of course, police were called. So when police caught up with Ernest, he refused to f- pull over at first and only gave up when he was completely boxed in by several units. And that is when police approached the car and saw the most alarming part of Ernest's crime spree. His genitals? No, he had an eight-year-old boy in the car with him. Hmm. The kid is not his kid. You know, Batman had a youthful ward, too. <laughs> yes. Well, that's kind of what he was training as. Not his kid? Um, the kid is the son of a friend of Ernest's. Son of a friend of Ernest. And when police asked him why the kid was with him, Ernest said, I was trying to toughen him up. Don't want him to be soft. Well, hard time. We'll do that mm-hmm. to you. Good luck with that. Yep. Maybe this kid will be lucky enough to grow up and be just like Ernest. <laughs> and maybe someday be the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. We think that was a beautiful story you just told. Oh, the kids. That was sponsored by the brand new Roadrunner Harley Davidson, 159th Avenue and McDowell Road in Goodyear. All right, I found this. I was just looking for something. Okay. You know, everybody's saying, God, 2020 sucks. I hate 2020. Can't yeah. wait till it's over. Yeah, and all that stuff. 2021 can't come fast enough. Right. Yeah. 
But is that going to be any different, at least for a while? Probably not. <laughs> way, but, and so, way to be the harbinger of joy. Nice job. Well, here's something that's interesting. Right. Um, I, I, and I was just trying to dig this article up because I saw it a couple of weeks ago. It says, paradox-free time travel is theoretically possible. Theoretically, yeah. So is me dating Vanessa Ramirez, but that <laughs> doesn't mean it's going to happen. Let's play pretend, though. All right. Oh, if yes. You, okay. You, yeah, not not about <laughs> Vanessa. Oh, come on. All right. We we do enough of that. But if uh, if you could time travel, and you know travel through time, like you've seen it in a million TV shows, Back to the Future, right? You know, yeah. Time travel. Where would you go? Uh, where would I go? Yeah. Uh, like I say, would... and just say like for a long weekend, and. <laughs> And you're you're not going to have any effect on history. I'm laughing at this because you said like a long weekend. You make it seem like it's going to be a, like a weekend sojourn to a lovely place. And yeah, you got Monday off. Yeah, my answer yeah. my answer is feudal Japan, like the 1400s in the, Japan in the 14 1600s. Because as you know, off the air we've talked about it a lot. But I have a, a, a affinity for the bushido. Which feudal the, Japan. Feudal Japan in the 1400 to 1600 period right. where the Bushido was a big deal, the way of the samurai. I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued by all that. So I would love to go and observe that. Okay. But I would have to observe it as a Japanese citizen because white people were killed there. They were beheaded <laughs> a lot. So. Like I said, yeah. it's almost like you're just an observer maybe. Yeah, that's you're what I'm saying. You're there, yeah. but nobody notices you really. Like, like, like Bill Murray and Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, right. yeah, so me, I, I would do that. Let me ask this guy. Where, where would you go? Okay. Uh, I'd, I'd go back and see my folks. Huh. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go back to when they were both, you know, happier and healthier and, and still alive. What would you have for dinner? <laughs> if my mom made it, her tuna casserole. Mm, that sounds tasty. Mm, All right. Tuna well, casserole. Okay. Mm. Okay, yummy. Here's a caveat. All right. Okay, here's another another condition. You All can't right. go back to somewhere or somebody that you know, or else or else we'd all have. I'd, I'd yeah, love to go yeah, back to see yeah. my grandfather. Yeah, again, I would go, you know? Like, you know. But see, again, you can't you can't affect anything, so they wouldn't know you were there or anything. Yeah, you, you'll you have no effect if you could time travel back. Like, yeah. you can't uh, you can't tackle John Wilkes Booth, okay, as yeah, he's running up the stairs to the— to kill the, Hitler. That's the big one. I'd go back and kill Hitler. That's, you you hear that a lot. You cannot decide to have lunch on the sixth floor of the book depository so that John Wilkes Booth <laughs> does not have the privacy he required. Okay? Whatever. So, <laughs> so, Lee, I think you're thinking Lee Harvey Oswald. That's the book oh, depository. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes. Did yeah, I say John right. Wilkes Booth yeah. again? Okay, yeah. All right. That's all right. They're, yeah. they're, in, they're, they're intertwined. We know how that goes. Lee Harvey Oswald. You yeah. are correct. Yeah. So, um, I, I, you know, I have a musical idea. What, Guido, what did you have there? Because we did post something about this. Yeah, so we posted an article on the, uh, the Facebook page, the KSLX Facebook page. Right. A couple guys mentioned... Uh, uh, going back to Led Zeppelin at Earl's Court in 1975. That is a highlight for their career. Earl's Court was a big was, that was a big, big point. concert. Well, yeah. Earl's Court, they did a series of shows there. All right. uh, those are captured on the DVD, the Led Zeppelin DVD, and and their version of In My Time of Dying at Earl's Court is should be required viewing for any musician. Okay, I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah, another that, one is moment, uh, yeah. another one's going back to Abbey Road whenever the Beatles were crossing, like just oh, to witness the photography. Yeah, yeah that'd be kind of neat. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll I'll give you mine in a little bit. It's kind of in that same vein, but but we'd be curious. All right, we'll just do something fun for a little while and forget about time travel. Forget about coronavirus. Yeah. Now I'm going to think of another one. I got to think of another one because yeah. I've never really considered the question. Okay, where would you go if you could travel time back Not into in, the past and you don't affect time? You don't affect anything. Like, you don't accidentally take the seat that Rosa Parks takes. Right. Right? Because right. that would affect history. Right, yeah. All right? So All there's right. no effect on history. So this is basically every Star Trek plot without actually changing history exactly. to alter the future. Exactly. And no, right. no green women either. So. Okay, then.
but we were joking around about where you'd go if you could travel time back into the past. Like, I might go see Blue Oyster Cult in 1977 because Rush was the warm-up act. That's who I was there to see. But our rule is you can't do something you already did. And, you, you know, you can't go to a place where you know people or see somebody who's passed away from your from your life, that kind of thing. And you wouldn't affect um, <laughs> no history. No effect on history. You can't have any effect on yeah. history, so you can't go and, you know, change things. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, there's certain things that maybe the first, uh, maybe I'd like to witness the moon, the moon landing. I mean, if it were real, if yeah. it were real. Oh, yes, of yeah. course. Well, you wanted to see the sound engineers setting yes, up exactly. the sound stage yeah. to fake the moon landing. Yes. If, I well, mean, if it were real, that's what I would probably want to go back. Or even if it's not real, I'd like to go and see how they pulled off that production and fooled the entire universe. Right. So, so here's a guy. Yeah. And here's a guy who says he'd like to time travel back and watch Tesla inventing radio. But again, you can't affect history. So you can't tap Tesla on the shoulder and say, Hurry up and get the patent in because Marconi, yeah. Marconi yeah. is going to screw you royally. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, and Edison, and Edison is, is going to screw, screw you too. Uh, yeah, that's All right, those guys. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get. You know. So, um, <laughs> mine would be. Um, it would be on my birthday, March twelfth. Of 1971, my 10th birthday, I would go to the Fillmore East in New York City and watch the Allman Brothers Band. Would they let you in at 10 years old? I hope so. <laughs> this is a, yes, they would, because it's all pretend anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'd get to see them record part of the Allman Brothers at Fillmore East, which did occur on my 10th birthday. And, and I didn't that, know and, it was happening at the time. And though. that show might have ended before this show. Before, before, <laughs> us, before us considering you going back there. That's right. Okay, so where, where would you go? Oh, how about Woodstock? You go to Woodstock. <laughs> okay, how old are you? 54. You're 54. D- the lack of bathroom facilities at Woodstock, <laughs> does that concern you at all? There's always a bush. <laughs> well, there, okay. and, and at Woodstock, there was an awful lot of it. Yes, that's right. How, how about you? I'm going to Woodstock. I have a caveat. I will eat the brown acid. Sure. <laughs> So you got that going for you, which is nice. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> Good morning. It's Mark and Neanderthal. Hey, well, this might be a little dark humor, but I'm thinking I got to go back to uh, the Garden of Eden because I got to know, is she hot? <laughs> We've never asked that question. Was Eve hot? <laughs> we have to assume so. But then again, what other choice did he have? That's right. Yeah. Right. Pickens, Pickens was slim. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she could have been she could have been last call hot. Every day was last call for Adam. Yeah. It's a good point. And for Eve. You know what the answer to that question is? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Any port in a storm at that point. That would point, be the saying much, right yeah. there. I so, would think so, sure. Um, yeah, and again, you wouldn't be able to affect history. You couldn't. If you're a Red Sox fan, you couldn't go back and yell out to John McNamara from behind the dugout, <laughs> put in a defensive replacement for Bill Buckner. You Why is do, Bob Stanley in this yeah, game? You, you wouldn't be able to do stuff like that. <laughs> Let's see who knows about classic rock. Let's open up the College of Classic Rock Knowledge, and I think we have Linda today. Let's say good morning, Linda. Hi, Linda. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We are well, and thank you for your feigned concern. Welcome to the College of Classic Rock Knowledge for English-speaking audience. I'm going to give you four questions, five seconds to answer each one of them. You'll start with an associate. You'll work all the way up to a doctorate. Mm -hmm. We'll see how much you know. Yes. You ready, Linda? Okay. All right. The, the more you get right, the higher your degree, and we'll see if you're a PhD. Here we go. The band The Who had a drummer whose last name was a celestial body who died because of his love of alcohol. What was his name? Keith Moon. 
Yep. There we go. We we knew you'd know that. All right. So that was good. Keith Moon, you've already got an associate's degree. This legendary English band also had a drummer who fell victim to his fondness for the drink. The drummer's nickname was Bonzo. What band? Led Zeppelin. All right, Linda. Fast on the draw there. She knows. (laughs) She already got her bachelor's. All right. We'll get a little tougher here. Ainsley Dunbar was this band's original drummer, but Steve Smith was the drummer for most of this band's really big albums like Evolution, Escape, and Frontiers. What band? Journey. I'm really impressed. She hasn't used more than two seconds in anything. No, and you're already up to a master's degree. Let's go for the doctorate here, okay? (laughs) Okay. Stuart Copeland was the drummer for which popular late 70s, early 80s trio? The Police. Oh, man. You just earned a Ph.D. in the College of Classic Rock Knowledge. Wow. Linda, we're very impressed. <laughs> I'm from the I'm from the 80s and 90s. Many <laughs> people are. <laughs> Many people yes, are. Yes, yes. <laughs> that doesn't really that doesn't make you very special, Linda. I'm sorry. No, it com- doesn't mean you know the answers to those questions. <laughs> your college, your 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 knowledge of classic rock does make you special. When you were born, not so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> when were you born? Um, in the 60s. Yeah, you just asked the, the unaskable I, question. Yeah, I know I did. I, I didn't, Way I to didn't go. think you were born in the 80s, though, so I just wanted to check. He made it weird. All right. Good job, Linda. You have a fantastic right. day. You have Thank a you. doctorate in classic rock. Right. Dr. Linda, there you go. Wow. Damn impressed. It didn't take her more than two seconds for any of those questions. No. And a couple, of you know, a couple of them were a little bit tricky. You wouldn't know yeah. unless you were really into it. Yeah, so. a lot of, dr- of drum-oriented questions this time around. All so. drummers this yeah. time around. Yeah, yep. Well done. All right, well, there you go. There's the College of Classic Rock Knowledge. Good morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair, and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey, dude, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.